Welcome to the Rabbitohs Top 4 Podcast. Proudly presented by What If, official travel and pathways partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Here are your hosts, Mark Ellison, Shannon Donato and Jeremy Monaghan. Well, welcome to the Rabbitohs Top 4 Podcast for this week, powered by Audio Technica and proudly presented by What If. What If has you covered for accommodation, flights, car hire and more. So if you're looking for a holiday, travelling for business or you need to get to the game, visit whatif.com slash Rabbitohs. What If, it's Aussie for travel. My name's Jeremy Monaghan. I'm the media manager here at the Rabbitohs. I'd like to welcome my co-hosts, Mark Ellison and Shannon Donato. How are we, gents? Very good, Jez. Um... Just getting ready for our uh, pilgrimage up north. Uh, we'll go up there and today. So, um, yeah, life's going to be different for the next few months, I think. I was going to say, you wouldn't have had to do too much packing because Ray's had your bags packed for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> they just waiting at the front door. Yeah, I mean, she's got a bigger smile on her face than I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think life's going to be too different for you, mate. Don't worry. They've got Sky Channel up there. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and McDonald's. Uh. <laughs> oh. Imagine you talking about McDonald's. <laughs> How are you, Shannon? Ron Coots, you're his favourite person, Ron Coots. <laughs> <laughs> I love's mutual, hello, don't worry. <laughs> and Shannon, a big week for you with the Italians winning the soccer. Yes, very, very great moment. And weren't, weren't the English gracious in losing, Jez? They, you know, they took it very dignified with that stiff upper lip that they have the English. Fantastic. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't have you paraded before the game as a former national captain. I've been... Uh, asked to go back, but unfortunately, due to COVID restrictions, I couldn't take except the first class flight back to Rome for the for the celebrations. Unfortunately, oh, Karen. that's a shame. I heard but it's good I to heard be here. I it's heard your absolute pleasure. In your test for Italy, Shannon, you gave more more penalties than they were in the shootout. <laughs> <laughs> At least one of us is an international ally. That's the main thing. <laughs> Righto, let's get into it, boys. Something that you've learned this week. What have you got, Shannon? I was thinking about COVID and all of these restrictions. And, you know, not long ago, before COVID, we had Johnny Cash. And we used to have all the greats, Johnny Cash and Bob Hope and Steve Jobs. And now we have no cash and we've got no hope and we've got no jobs. I'm just hoping and praying that um, Kevin Bacon doesn't get COVID. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, very good. Oh. Is that, is that, that's joke of the week early today, isn't it? Uh, no, no. But seriously, I, just thinking about, you know, not to take things for granted. You know, we, we love this great game and, you know, it's on our knife edge at the moment. We're, we're honestly lost the team's. From Sydney, but fortunately, football can still go ahead, and it's a bit of a challenge for the players and their families. But they're willing to make that sacrifice to keep the great game alive. But what I what I've learned is not to take this game for granted. It's a it's it's a game we all love. It's a game we're all passionate about. Um, but you know, due to COVID, like all things, that can be taken away, and it's it's not just the players doing it tough. It's the general community, people losing their businesses out there, their jobs out there, having hours cut back, and you know, not just not to take football for granted, but not to take anything for granted because, you know, it's a, definitely a changing time. 
Yeah, what about you, uh, Ello? What have you learnt this week? Yeah, getting on to the COVID stuff, that's exactly right what, what Shannon's mentioned. We, you know, people want to keep the game alive, so there's a lot of sacrifices that have to be made. And I just want to follow up on what I learnt last week about one of the great Australian female sportsmen of all time in Ash Barty, what she did, what she did on Saturday night you know, for Australians and, and for all people watching. I mean, she's, she's been in a, a worldwide COVID lockdown mm. for something like six or seven months now, just with that immediate, you know, training and, and uh, you know, family there with her. Um, but just, just what she said, you know, in a quote after it, that um, she was brought up that it meant more to be a good person than be a good tennis player. And I think that just came out in a, and when she won, she was so humble. There were genuine tears of, of, of you know, excitement and relief, I think, for, you know, getting the, getting the job done that we hadn't seen done there for so many years as Australians. And in a time where it's been difficult, she has helped unite the country. Um, and it was just, just a great ambassador for us. And, um, you know, particularly, you know, with, with our culture here, the Rabbitohs being the Indigenous sporting star. I mean, we, you know, we revere what she's done and, um, you know, just so proud of her. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's amazing the effect that her winners had right around the world. Like we saw Paddy Mills, one of a, Australia's great sporting exports over in the NBA, and he was there talking about um, being the flag bearer for Australia in the Olympics. It was his moment, and he was well composed until someone started talking about Ash Barty, and he start, he, the emotions took over. And it was amazing that that's what got him emotional, not the fact that he was going to become the first Aboriginal person to to be the flag bearer at the Olympics. It was her achievements that uh, that got the emotions going for him. It's 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 a phenomenal um, achievement that, that she's made. Yeah, and it was particularly touching when they mentioned um, Yvonne Gilgon Corley in it, who has been obviously a great mentor to her over, over the years. The fact that she just broke down, you know, she, she just realised all the history. She was in, you know... <laughs> one of the most iconic and historical places in world sport that, you know, Centre Court at Wimbledon. And she's remembered someone that, you know, that the last Australian women to win uh, a title there was 40 years ago, I think. And mm. before that, it was the same, the same girl in Yvonne Gulagong that did it in the 70s. So mm. um, it was a special moment. Mm. Well, my, my thing that I've learned this week, it's along the lines of Shannon, is I hope people are really starting to learn that we need to get on top of this thing because it's starting to affect absolutely everyone now. At first, it was only certain suburbs or people in certain lines of work, but now it's starting to affect everyone. People have just got to stay home if they can. They've got to get vaccinated. We've got to flatten the curve. It's the only way we're going to get back to living uh, life to any sort of normality. And as you said, Ello, you and your crew, 41 people packing up their lives, moving away from family, moving up to, to Queensland to keep the game going. But people are still having parties in apartment blocks in in Randwick and Marrickville and that unit block that Shannon owns in Bondi where everyone's locked up at the moment and they can't, they can't get out. But people have just got to realise they've got to start taking action, not just on their own behalf, but on... They've got to start protecting their families and everyone else in society. It's the only way we're going to get back to anywhere sense of normality. 
Yeah, this this COVID's killing oh. Shannon with that that unit block down there. He he gets all the ready cash and he's not allowed to knock on the door at the moment with COVID. So he, he can't there's a, no direct evidence there, Jess. He can't evict anyone. Please, please. You guys gotta realise I worked very hard for to hide that cash from the government. <laughs> Oh, excellent. Good start. Good start. Right, let's get into our first top four topic of the morning. And a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the top four Rabbitohs fullbacks. It's now time to have a look at the top four wingers of all time. We'll kick off with you, Ello. That's a very tough one, Jez. Yeah. I mean, you know, all, all weeks to kick, to come to four, I might have to spread that out a little bit. And these yeah, aren't necessarily in order of who's the best. But, you know, back in my, in my time... You know, the Mike Clearies uh, back then was one of the, you know, probably definitely the fast, one of the fastest wingers, and he had a, a great sporting pedigree outside rugby league. Uh, obviously, I didn't see a lot of, of Michael playing that I can actually remember because of, because of my age, but you ha- you'd have to put him in there somewhere. Um, then then the next one for me would be probably Terry Fay, mm. uh, just a a swashbuckling hard runner and just, you know, I remember hearing a story at training, apparently one Monday night after a game, they were doing, had to get out and do push-ups. And he got out, he was doing one, one-arm push-ups. And they said, why are you doing one-arm push-ups? Because he, he had a broken hand. So he was only doing one-arm push-ups and he just went on played, just kept playing with it till it got better. But that was a sort of uh, legacy that he holds with him around, around this place. And, um, you know, he he was a damaging runner of the football, and, and great to have have in our club. Um, come back, you know, no, another great one for me was the first captain I ever had at the Rabbitohs in the great Ziggy Niscott. Ronnie Willie used to call him Zabig New. Um, <laughs> I don't know why we won't go into that. Okay. <laughs> but Ziggy, um, no Ziggy, he was. Um, Ziggy's probably 10 years older than me when I came into first grade and sort of, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of an experience when you first come in with a lot of older guys around you. Uh, but he, he looked after me very well along with a lot of other players in that team. But, but Ziggy played for New South Wales, uh, which we hadn't had for quite a while in the Rabbitohs, someone doing that. He, he, uh, he went from the front when he was captain. Uh, and, and probably... Um, more to our modern day, obviously. Have you had enough, Jess? I dropped my pen. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. And then, obviously, the great Nathan Merritt. Yep. Uh, the try scoring machine. Uh, I have had the pleasure of being able to coach Nathan. And, uh, you know, at one stage when Nathan was playing with us, it was a South Sydney was getting the ball to Sato and he'll get it to Merrow and Merrow will score the tries. And to go through a team that gets a wooden spoon and be the top try scorer in the competition was a magnificent effort. And, um, you know, he had an uh, uncanny ability to be able to just turn up where the football was and he could just sniff a try out and uh, just a good cheerio out to uh, his, his father, Tony. Um, he often saw Nathan used to score the last try in a match. I think, I think Tony used to have something on it. For the last try <laughs> score every day. It was Mero a safe more, bet. Yeah, you know, Mero used to get more excited in the seventy-eighth minute than he did in the first. I couldn't work it out for a while. <laughs> 
then uh, just just yeah, more recently, oh, I mean, how, I don't know what the uh, yeah, just to have played for South Sydney, we had the great Lottie Takiri mm. coming to our 2014 team, and on the other wing was yeah, you know, we had one guy ending his career and and one kid, Alex Johnson, starting it mm. in the same grand final, and uh, you know both of them played for Australia. Uh, you know, Lottie obviously represented Australia in in, in rugby union as well. Mm. Had a had an illustrious career, and I mean Alex Alex just keeps going on the way he's scoring tries for fun. Um, he has to be mentioned in, in some of our top wingers. I, I couldn't keep the four jazz, honestly. I, I no. might have had 14 there. I'm not sure, but um, we'll, we'll pass over to Shannon now. He normally just picks his mates that he played with. So <laughs> Did Craig Carrington play on the wing? <laughs> no, but but I've got a special one for you guys today. You, yeah, you yeah. Big <laughs> said, I have big birds you? in your list. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, let's cross that I one did. off, says Sean. Shannon will put any any wingers that have done me a favor over the last year. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'm sold some electrical appliances. I'm moving into a new house. <laughs> <laughs> We're owned a Chinese restaurant, baby. <laughs> over to you, Shannon. Who are who are your top four Rabbitohs wingers of all time? Well, LOs were fantastic and they'd be hard to beat. You know, you talk about guys like Michael Cleary and, and I love Ziggy Nisco. I still, too, still do to this day. And uh, also mentioned Terry Fay and how tough he was doing one-arm push-ups because he had a broken hand, which made me think um, LO must have had two broken hands his whole career because he never did any push-ups. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty tough. But, uh yeah, I might go back just a bit a bit later before I get to a bit to my own era. A couple of blokes who played around LA's era. Harold Horder. Um, he's, he's a, <laughs> he played for the Rabbitohs between 1912 and 1924. So, <laughs> but seriously, he was his nickname was the Wonder Winger. He, you know, one kangaroo tour in 21-22, he scored 35 tries and. Uh, was an absolute try scoring machine. Is in the Rabbitohs Hall of Fame as well. Was inducted there in our 2004 Dream Team. Um, Shannon, how much did he used to cost you to get into the ground back back then? Mate? <laughs> 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 how, your how, TVs, much, <laughs> how much was it for five pies and a coke? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, were the days, Jerry. Were the days. <laughs> Uh, but seriously, Harold Horner, <laughs> Harold Horner uh, one of our all-time great wingers. I know he goes back a bit, but um, certainly in our record books and certainly uh, one of our greatest ever wingers. Another one a bit later was Ian Muir. Um, he's like Damien Cook. He was a beach sprinter from, from down the coast, down the long way. And um, in 1953, he was our leading try scorer. And in that year, he scored... Um, three tries in our grand final win over the Dragons. So, you know, we speak about AJ and Mero, and rightfully so, but hopefully one of those, well, hopefully AJ can score three tries in the grand final this year would make us all very happy. And I wouldn't be surprised if he did the, the form that he's in. But I, 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 I think he'll do it in the first half, Shad. <laughs> <laughs> the form he's in, absolutely. He's quick enough to uh, turn off the light and get into bed before it gets dark. Hello, that's how quick he is. But um, I don't, you know... 
I think AJ will always be up in the in that company now. The Harold Hoarders and the Ian Mewers of just prolific try scorers. You know, he is a, a modern legend of our club, as as Jez has pointed out previously. And and I can't go past um, Mero. You know, Mero try scoring machine himself. Uh, and it's funny, as 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 you pointed out, sort of one succeeded the other. So uh, we've been blessed with a with a plethora of um, of, of great wingers. Um, and I, you know, uh, wasn't long ago. La taught me that word um, plethora, and thanks for that, La. Teaching me the word plethora, uh, it means a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, just going back to Nathan Merritt on a serious, on a serious <laughs> note, Shannon. Jez, he's still trying to work that one out. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> Trying to find something I can laugh at. Instead of just looking at you on the screen. <laughs> now, getting back to getting back to Nathan Merritt, there was a time, I can't remember what season it was. It, it might have been 2010. He scored eight tries in six days. Yeah. We played we played Parramatta on a on a Monday at uh, ANZ Stadium. He scored five tries. Then we went down and played the Raiders on a Saturday down at down in Canberra, and he scored three tries there. So eight tries in um, six days. Amazing, unbelievable. <laughs> Shannon, how many years did you play for, mate? And how many tries did you score? <laughs> I was just thinking, actually, I played twelve years and I scored eight tries. So we've got a lot in common. <laughs> We're just so happy you didn't play on the wing. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, I was really surprised in your list that you'd included um, Ian Muir and you'd left out Ian Moyer. That really oh, sorry, sorry. Mate. <laughs> mate, come on. Just because English is my second language. Bellissimo. Bellissimo. There's one more I wanted to give a mention, and it hasn't been mentioned, just an honourable mention, because I always do like to have one from my, from my era. And... You know, my era we struggled a little bit, and um, they don't. Some of those players don't get the credit they deserve. But there was a, a great winger um, who I played with as a kid. Actually, his name was Denny O'Keefe, and he he um, he scored lots of tries. Denny, and in a side that struggled, it's not easy to be a good winger. But he scored plenty of tries. He was a solid defender, and Denny O'Keefe, um, very. His old man was a good singer too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not even going to bother anymore. Over to you, Jim. Over to you. <laughs> All right, uh, let me I'm bring... I'm going into town. <laughs> my, my four, we've covered a couple, but I went back uh, like you, Shannon, you went back with Harold Horder. I went, I went back to Benny Waring. He held our try-scoring record for... A very, very long time, 80 odd years, he held the try scoring record at, at this club before it was broken by another one on my list in Nathan Merritt. Um, just an amazing effort to hold that record for so long and 144 tries in his career to be broken by Nathan Merritt, who scored 146 for the Rabbitohs over his career. So, two of the great names in our club's history there. You mentioned earlier Michael Cleary. Um, represented Australia in three sports. That's phenomenal enough to be recognised as one of the Rabbitohs' greatest wingers, but to have played for Australia in league, union and athletics, it's it's quite amazing, and you don't see that sort of stuff anymore these days. And my last nomination was any left winger that has played outside G.I. Cody or Luttrell. 
<laughs> they are one of the greatest wingers in our in our history. Whether it's Alex Johnson, Nathan Merritt, Robert Jennings, James Roberts, they've all enjoyed the rewards of playing outside Greg and Cody and Latrell. And uh, as, as we said, um, AJ, one of the best finishers in the game with a, a lot of the work done on his inside. But um, there's a lot of talk in the media that he could eventually break uh, Ken Irvine's record of 212 tries over his career. He's uh, He's in the high 120s at the moment, and uh, or maybe he might have even broken up into the 130s now. So he's got Mero in his sights for tries for the Rabbitohs, and then the next one will be uh, getting past Ken Irvine. He's, he's only 26, AJ, so he's got plenty of footy in front of him. Sure has, mate. And, um, you know, as he, as he gets older and more experienced, still he finds a way, you know, different ways to the trial line as mm. well. Um, and even... Even apart from his try scoring, that that little kick back inside for Blake Taft the other night was just magnificent. Yeah, that was it was something yeah, we hadn't yeah, seen to, from him before. To do that so quickly was just you know, it was a, a beautiful touch. Yeah. I, I could hear the cheers from La Perouse over my way. They would have been going ecstatic out there. I spoke to uh, <laughs> Daniel Eni, the former coach of our women's side, and he's a LARPA boy, and he was just saying how proud the whole La Perouse community were when uh, AJ laid on that try. For um, young Taffy, two Lapa yeah. boys linking up was fantastic. Excellent, very, very good. Hopefully, um, sorry about correcting you there earlier, Shannon, but hopefully I've saved you a, a phone call or an email from Brad Ryder with that one because no I doubt he would have been all over Ian Muir. <laughs> with your, with your, um, your guys talking about your wingers, that I think you've both rung Brad last week to get a bit of inside information. <laughs> I might have to, Brad, I'm going to start ringing you each week, mate, to get a little bit more history of the place. You, know, you must be getting sick of these guys ringing every week. <laughs> Hello, just a, just a tip for you. Before the show, it's called preparation. Yeah, just a, you might want to have a look at the run sheet once or twice and, and see how it goes. It's uh, supposed to be an open chatting forum, Shadow. Correct. <laughs> correct. Not uh, not a recitation of Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll go to our first break. We'll be back in a second. Now, unfortunately, the official Rabbitohs merchandise store is closed at the moment due to the lockdown, but you can still shop with the Rabbitohs 24 hours a day, 365 days a year by visiting shop.rabbitohs.com.au online. And there's plenty of gear on there. And Shannon, you've been plugging these Storm Tech jackets for about two months now, and they sold out in an hour. Goes to show the power of our podcast, yes, that's all I can say. We, our audience reaches far and wide. They, they, they've proved very popular, um, very, very popular. And we're actually, we have sold out, but we're looking into whether we can get another run made. They're obviously uh, imported from overseas and uh, StormTech, an uh, international brand and a strong Canadian brand. And we, we're seeing the timeline in terms of getting some made. But what we do have in stock and with women in league round just around the corner in round 22 we've got our women in league jerseys so uh, they can be worn at our women in league round hopefully we'll have um, crowds back and there's a there's a slight chance that game could be back in New South Wales for that game as well so you can jump online and get your women in league jersey supporting not only women in league round but of course our own Harvey Norman women's premiership team we for a proud tradition of our, our women's team for a number of years now so uh, I encourage everybody to jump online and have a look the one I'm looking forward to seeing you donning is the Snugget. 
Yes, they're uh, the Indian cotton farmers have just uh, they're still growing the cotton, Jez. It's a fair <laughs> fair bit of work goes into that one. Well, he doesn't try and eat it, Jez. <laughs> <laughs> the six pack of nuggets. <laughs> Hello, still here, is he? Okay. <laughs> so if you're looking for any Rabbitohs gear during uh, lockdown or these COVID periods, jump on shop.rabbitohs.com.au and our merchandise team will have the gear out to you quick smart. Now, of course, we're recording on the day that the third State of Origin game for 2021 is about to be played up on the Gold Coast. So we thought we'd take a look at the top four sporting events on your bucket list. We'll start with you this time, Shannon. Okay, thanks, Jez. And I think this probably goes for all of us. So I don't know if it should count or not, but a Rabbitohs 22nd Premiership, being there for that will be absolutely amazing. And I'm hoping it happens sooner rather than later, hopefully this year. And we're certainly well on course and big chance this year, but it'll be great to be at our next Premiership winner. So uh, I just still remember the celebrations of uh, of our 21st Premiership win. It was great. And uh, I think we've got the squad that could do it. So hopefully I can, I can be at that one this year. Um, another one, just in the theme of this week, you know, as Hello said, Ash Barty's win was just inspiring for so many people and, Made me proud to be an Aussie, and I'd love to be at Wimbledon to see an Aussie win the final mm. women's or men's. I think that would just be an absolute um, hoot. Um, and the NFL to be at a Super Bowl, I think that would be fantastic. That's mm. one of the great sporting events of the world. It would be absolutely fantastic. And then uh, probably my fourth one, I'd love to be at the Melbourne Cup as an owner to be actually have a horse in the race. It would be next level, one of Australia's biggest, if not biggest, sporting event. And to be an owner, it's not just the, the atmosphere and the excitement. I, you know, if I have $10 on a horse, I get excited. I can only imagine how much fun it would be to be an owner on, on Melbourne Cup Day. And I'm going to do an LO here. I just, just one more. So actually, for my top five this week, I'd love to be at a world title fight when Rabideau's own Jai Apatea, Jai Jay's. Jai's a Rabideau supporter and, and good mates with lots of our players. And, and, he's, and his stable mate, Justice Hooney, you know, he's a good chance of going all the way. I'd love to be at a world title fight where some Aussies won the world title. See Justice Hooney and um, Jai Apatia bring the world title home. They're obviously managed by former Rabideau as well as Mick Francis. So there it is. There it is. <laughs> I'm surprised he wasn't one of our best wingers. <laughs> it's only a roar if you're not in it. <laughs> so there's my free tickets to the next box. Thank you very much. Tick that box off. Your son James oh, might, to get, might get to carry the belts out of the ring again this time. I haven't plugged him that much, but I'll, I'll do it next episode. But seriously, to see two Aussies bring two people to carry Shannon's belt out. <laughs> oh, it's like playing basketball. The alley-oop. I just put it up above the rim and Elo slam dunks it. You blokes are cruel. <laughs> well, I've, got to, I've, got to, I've got to take it on the shin because the truth is which chin <laughs> <laughs> sorry oh, mate <laughs> sorry that was harsh <laughs> it's funny because it's <laughs> uh, talking about belts I need to put mine on with a boomerang <laughs> <laughs> 
right? But no, it would be great to see those two Aussies bring the, the Boxing World title home, Jai Apatea and Justice Uni. So uh, that, they're my events. Uh, the Rabbitohs 22nd Premiership, um, Wimbledon for an Aussie to win, Melbourne Cup as an owner, uh, the Super Bowl, and to see uh, two Aussies, Jai and Justice, bring the Boxing World title home. I'd, be, I'd love to be at those five events. Very good. What about you, Elo? What's on your bucket list? Yeah, yeah some great ones there from Shannon. Um, as a kid, I've always had a fascination with Wembley Stadium, watching um, you know, the FA Cup finals and Challenge Cup finals and Australia and England test matches. I'd love to be uh, go and watch probably a rugby league test at Wembley with a full house. That'd be good. I managed to get over there back uh, to the old Wembley, the original Wembley Stadium when I was over there playing. I went and had a visit to that. There was no, no game on, but just had a tour of the place and it was just just magnificent. Um, also, a cricket fan. I mean, obviously, go to watch a cricket test at Lords would be would be magnificent. Um, just the, the history of the place. And again, just fascination of, of you know, uh, how it comes across and obviously the history and, and tradition of the place mm. and how they hold. That's one thing the English do because obviously they've, they've got a lot of uh, they've been around longer than us. That's probably why they've got a lot more history than us, and they they do that well in those in those sporting events. Um, I'd like to go to Augusta and watch the final round of uh, the U.S. Masters. Um, I remember when Adam Scott won it back in 2013, be the first Australian. That was a, a magnificent event to watch on on the TV, and I'd love to be there on one of our young up and coming ones now could go on and win the tournament. That'd be a great thing. Um, like Shannon, Wimbledon, again, fascination there. Uh, but the probably the, the best one I'd like to go to is uh, the one that's, that's coming up. And, um, and not many people know about it. We've got a former player, an international player, that's um, he's going to be in the world champion duck pancake eating competition. <laughs> I'd just like to be, probably like to watch Shannon and cheer him on. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Nathan's hot dog eating competition where they're just shoveling hot dogs into their mouth for an hour. Oh, that's mate. If they put him in, no one else would go in it. <laughs> I'd be an immortal, the Hall of Fame. Nathan's, it's named after your brother, isn't it, Shannon? <laughs> You know what? I'd love to be in that sporting competition too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll I'll quickly run through uh, my ones. I had the Super Bowl as well. I'm a Denver Broncos fan, and be great to get there and watch uh, Denver playing a Super Bowl, reliving the days of John Elway and Peyton Manning and these sorts of guys. So it'd be great to get over for a Super Bowl. Um, I was lucky enough in 2010 to get over to the US and go to a, an NBA trial game and also an NHL game, the ice hockey, and it was absolutely nuts. It was crazy the way that the crowd were, were going off and the sensory overload of the music and the the video screens and everything. So I'd love to see it for a finals game in either sport, NBA or, or the ice hockey. It'd be fantastic to, to be there. Something that I noted at the hockey was everyone in the crowd was absolutely hammered. They were all blind drunk. It was a Friday night. <laughs> everyone was hammered, but there was no dramas. There were no everyone was just there to support their team and it was a it was a fun night there. I like ULO on my list. I had an Ashes test at Lords. 
I was lucky enough back in uh, 03 to do a tour of Lords. And while we were going around on the tour, there was the the posh tour guide who was guiding us around, a pommy fella. And he, we got to the dressing rooms and he said, um, I'm very sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, the home dressing rooms are currently being cleaned, so we can only visit the away dressing rooms. And I'm like, you ripper, I don't want to go into the pommy's rooms. I want to go and see where Wardy was dancing with the stump on the on the balcony. That's where I, that's where I want to be. So that was uh, that was good fun going through Lords there. How would they clean the home dressing room when there's no soap there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, very good and my my final one which is probably the only achievable one for um, the foreseeable future Um, I'd love to go and watch a State of Origin game at Suncorp so I've been to a few games at Stadium Australia for for State of Origin but everyone tells you that it's just something special going to Suncorp for a State of Origin game I don't know if either of you have been able to experience that but I'm told it's something pretty special and uh, it, it would have been good to to be able to do that and I reckon in the foreseeable future that's probably the the one on my bucket list there out of those ones that I that I might be able to do yeah I've, I've been up there for one I've taken some uh, sponsors up there and and from what I remember of the matches just they were they were pretty good the atmosphere was pretty good <laughs> Actually, I've, I've been up there once too, Jess, and, yeah. and we beat them, so it made it even more special. But just just going back to great events, there's, there's one one event in in my lifetime I would have loved to have been live, and that was um, Kathy Freeman's 400 at the, the 2000 Sydney Olympics. Oh yeah, uh, I, that would have just been magnificent to to sit there and watch that live. Obviously, we're not going to see it again, but that would have been a great one to be able to be at. I was actually talking to my daughter about that this morning. One of the um, the supermarket chains, we got the groceries delivered the other night and in there was a, there's like a sticker book that you can collect all the stickers at the moment of all the Olympians and we were going through all the pictures in there and she was pointing out the different ones and she said to me, I've seen this lady on TV before and I told her about the race and how she came to uh, speak to the boys before the 2014 grand final and the famous photos of her and Greg in the the sheds with the trophy after the game and my daughter's eyes were like dinner plates. She was just amazed that the lady that... It's funny watching kids, the lady that she sees on TV, even though she sees all our players on TV all the time, the lady she sees on TV was with the Rabbitohs and she won a gold medal and lit the flame. She was just... She was. You could see the inspiration in her eyes. It was. Yeah. It was good to see. Yeah, they they they're great, and that's a big part of why they do it at these time of years. Of course, is to inspire the kids. They're obviously a good selling promo for those supermarkets as well. And mm. I like the promo they've got. If you buy a six pack of donuts, you get a Mark Ellison sticker. So that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Ella's got ten of those stickers at home right now. <laughs> And if you eat them on the spot, you get two stickers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. Well, hopefully COVID can disappear soon enough and we can all work our way towards getting to some of these bucket list events because there's certainly no Super Bowl going on in my two-bedroom unit here <laughs> at the moment. So. I was looking up some sport online the other day, Jez, and I um, – and I, you know, Googling around, trying to find the, the, the best site to access some sport. I come across a, a site called conjunctivitis.com. 
Uh, it had nothing to do with sport, sport but I was tell, tell you what, it was a sight to sore eyes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't our dad joke segment. <laughs> I've got that on the list for later on when we're really struggling for topics. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Righto, we'll be... You're a little bit down at the moment, Shad. You're just trying to keep yourself up beat with jokes. <laughs> <laughs> at least I know I'm guaranteed to laugh when I tell a joke because I crack myself up. <laughs> Righto, let's get to our next break. Now, Rabbitohs Plus is a new initiative from the Rabbitohs which provides everyday services for members and supporters that they can use, as we said, every day. There's travel deals, home and contents insurance, credit cards, car insurance, home loans. So while we're all uh, in lockdown of, of various uh, degrees, all of our listeners, they can take probably take the time and find some time to have a look at their uh, household expenses and see if there's anything where they can save on on Rabbitohs Plus. So to check out all the offers, head to plus.rabbitohs.com.au and I'm sure, Shannon, there are ways that, that our members and supporters can save by checking out Rabbitohs Plus. Absolutely, Jez. As I've said previously, you know, with all of our partners in the um, Rabbitohs Plus product ranges have uh, guaranteed uh, not only the best service but the best rates. So certainly way to, to save and, you know, if, whether it's credit cards and low interest rates, whether it's uh, personal loans or other loans, um, they got some of the lowest rates. Fortunately for me, because Gab with the credit card again, as you know, she likes to go a bit wild. She, you know, this is how she thinks that woman. She but he said, oh, I, I got complimented on my driving the other day. And I said, oh, really? She said, yeah, someone left a note uh, on my windscreen when I got back from the car. And I said, yeah, what did the compliment say? She said, oh, parking fine. I said, oh. <laughs> Fantastic. Just get the credit card out and pay the bill. <laughs> Very quite, good. That's quite clever. You can also, on Rabbitohs Plus, we're also bringing out a, a new Shannon's Dad Jokes book that you can purchase or perhaps you get for free with every insurance policy that you take out. <laughs> Anyway, jump on plus.rabbitos.com.au to check it all out today. Now, our trivia question from last week, in what year did we play our last home competition game at Redfern Oval and who did we play? And the hint was that it wasn't 1987. So... Can you two gentlemen fill me in on when we played our last home competition game at Redfern Oval and who we played against? Jez, I'm going to have a stab in the dark. My memory is terrible, but I, I think I may have played in this game, might have come off the bench. Was it 1995? It was not. Okay. Well, my memory is terrible. <laughs> well, my memory is terrible too, because I was going to say exactly the same game as Shannon said. No. <laughs> and and was it against the South Queensland Crushers? It was against the South Queensland Crushers. Yes. Oh, was it uh, 1996, 1996? Yes. It was 14th of July, nineteen ninety six. We defeated the South Queensland Crushers forty eight points to sixteen in front of a bumper crowd of 3,107 people. But you didn't play in the game, Shannon. No, I come off the bench. I'm... Nope. I looked it well, up. We must have won. We must have won then, didn't we? <laughs> we did, by 30 <laughs> points. No, you played in the third last game against the Gold Coast Chargers. 
Ah, you came off the bench. So we played the Chargers, we played the Crushers, and I think it might have been the Western Reds in between. So okay. we had three games in 1996 at Redfern Oval against, obviously, teams that weren't going to pull a crowd to fill the Sydney Football Stadium at the time. So, um, yes, we played three games that year. You played against the Gold Coast Chargers, and we defeated the South Queensland Crushers in our final game there in 1996. Yeah. There you go. So Very I didn't good. play in the game that we won against the question. How did we go against the um, the Gold Coast? Oh, I assume it was a loss, but... No, I think we won. I think we won all of the games, but I'm not 100% sure. Chess, just going back to Shannon's dad jokes, Mm. the book, why don't we get a competition going for the trivia questions? Yeah. First first prize can be one of Shannon's dad joke books. Yep. And second prize can be two of them. Uh, very good. That very might be good. our first winner. <laughs> Righto. Oh, our wow. trivia question for next week, staying on the theme of Redfern Oval, in which year was the first competition game played at Redfern Oval? So we've just talked about the last, but in which year was the first competition game at Redfern Oval? Who were our opponents and what was the score? So... But, and what position did Mark Ellison play? <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit of homework for you too, Ello. I, I don't know whether you'll have was, any. I think I was coaching then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you'll have any spare time while you're you're up in the hub. You could be uh, you could be a bit busy up there, but we'll see how it goes. But um, you should have some time to do some research, and we'll come back with the the answers next week. Now, as we say every week, our podcast is proudly brought to you by the team at What If. So if you're looking for your next epic holiday or you're dreaming about it at the moment, waiting for lockdown to finish or maybe a long weekend with your mates or just want to get to a game, What If has great deals on accommodation, flights, car hire and more. And because they're the official travel partner of the Rabbitohs, you can head to whatif.com slash Rabbitohs and use the promo code Rabbitohs15 to save 15% on select hotels. Now, conditions apply with that offer, but jump on whatif.com slash rabbitos, use the promo code rabbitos15 and you could be saving 15% on select hotels and Ello, let's hope that the NRL has jumped on what if to book all of this hub accommodation, it could save them millions. Yeah, you're not wrong, Jess. You're not wrong. I'll tell you what, I'll also save them millions if Ello went on a diet when he's up there. That'd save <laughs> Oh dear. It's been quite vicious this morning. It has been ruthless. We're all locked up and we're all frustrated. Imagine imagine how much you're going to eat, Shannon, when I'm not with you. (laughs) No one to share. (laughs) Very good. Oh, there it is. Very good. Notch it up. Right. Whatif.com slash Rabbitohs. Use the code Rabbitohs15. You could be saving 15% on any of your hotel stays. Well, he's been rolling them out all throughout the podcast, but it's time for Shannon's Joke of the Week. I've got, I've got none well, left. Maybe we'll get a funny one, Jeff. <laughs> 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 been throwing our gold, Ellie. <laughs> yeah, have gold. 
You've just had your mute button on when you've been doing it. <laughs> Oh, very good. <laughs> another one, Jess. There's another one. It deserved it. Yes. All right. So the, this story is set um, after the COVID lockdown, the restrictions ease and and all the bars open and everyone's, you know, rushing into the bars and and it's in the local bar at Redfern and everyone's rushing in and the barkeeper's struggling to keep up. All of a sudden, a piece of rope rocks up into the bar and orders a, orders a beer. The barman looks at this piece of rope and he says, hey, we're pretty pretty liberal here. We're very inclusive, but I'm not serving a piece of rope, uh, a drink. He says, what? He said, no, I'm not going to serve a piece of rope, a drink. Rope just looks at him, shakes his head. He goes outside, goes out the front of the park and throws himself on the ground and twists and turns himself around and rolling around, comes back in. And he says to the barman, can I have a drink? The barman says, you're that same piece of rope. And the rope says, no, I'm afraid not. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's good. I like it. That is good. I like it. Very good. (laughs) It's clean. It's clean too. It is. Amazing. Didn't mention religion or anything. (laughs) No, I, you know, I'm an atheist now. Thank God. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to not walk that fine line anymore. Just stay away from religion and non-marital sex and all those. Kind of things. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> oh well, I'm you're up again. You're <laughs> You know, we're near as much fun, but I'm happy for you. <laughs> Doesn't leave me much to work with, does it? Uh, <laughs> right, Oello, you've got to get your thinking cap on. You're up next week. Don't forget this week. No, no, I reckon I'll have plenty of time to think about it. <laughs> Excellent. Righto, we'll be back to wrap it up in a moment. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to contact us at rabbitos.com.au slash podcast or visit us on Twitter using at SSFC Rabbitos. Please write us a review and give us a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button on your podcast platform and jump onto our other podcasts on the Rabbitos podcast network. We've got our regular media conferences, including Wayne's on the day before the game. We've got the audio version of the Rabbitos Insider and the team over at Rabbitos Radio are doing a fantastic job. They had a great interview this week with Andrew Denton, one of the key figures in our reinstatement and it was very timely with uh, the 20th anniversary last week since our reinstatement winning the court case. They did a great job of uh, of doing the interview. I, c- I could tell that Mavo was a bit nervous. I could hear the, the quiver in his voice and I remember when we were talking about potential guests, um, Shannon, I, we had a, uh, Andrew Denton on our list as well and I said, that'll be a nervous one for me because doing an interview with Australia's greatest interviewer. There's a bit of pressure there. And, and Mavo actually said the same thing afterwards. And, and he got some tips off Andrew about how to conduct great interviews. Yeah, I think Ello feels the same doing the podcast with me, talking football, whether it's Italian international, whether expert in his craft. Uh, I can relate. But in regards to Andrew, you know, he's a great guy. Still to this day, he, 
you know, the old boys, um, he often attends their functions and MCs, always does a fantastic job. And he always says yes to anything that the club or the old boys ask of him. And he's still to this day a great supporter. And as you said, part of Group 14, a massive part of uh, getting us back into the competition. Yeah, absolutely. It was a great chat. So I encourage everyone to download that episode of Rabbitohs Radio with Chaps, Mavo and Brownie and have a listen to what Andrew's got to say. It was uh, a bit unlike us. We've done a really quick episode this this week we're under an hour their one was nearly two hours but it was riveting listening listening to Andrew talk about everything that went on during the the fight back and just about his life and and his career as well so well worth a listen on uh, on the Rabbitohs podcast network and we'll be back next week of course the top four podcast is powered by Audio Technica and proudly presented by What If and Ello best of luck up in Queensland i being sincere, we all appreciate the sacrifices that uh, everyone in the football department and the players are making in, in going up there, moving away from families as, as you are over the next uh, few weeks. Hopefully you're not up there too long because we'll all miss you up there. But um, get up there and let's not lose another game while you're up there, eh? Well, Jess, thanks, thanks for that. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of all, all the people that are going away. There are a lot of sacrifices they're making. Uh, but we're not making it for... Just for nothing, mate. We're making it for all our members, for our fans, and all the Rabbitoh supporters everywhere throughout Australia, throughout the world. And I'm too, we're not going up there to run second, I can assure you that. Very good. And, and Shannon, I appreciate the sacrifices you're making and all, all of those uh, eateries in Kingsford when we're not in the office anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Jez. I'll make up for lost time. And, and, and it's been your absolute pleasure to host me today. So. <laughs> Let, let me ask you this question. How yeah. much have you been hammering menu log? Mate, just supporting our great sponsors, as we all But just a little tip, buy shares in them because I'm not finished yet. <laughs> we're probably, in this household, we're probably at once a week on menu log, which is uh, more than we were doing beforehand. We used to like to go out sort of once a week and have a bit of a family dinner out. But we're sort of once to twice a week we're getting food delivered in so another option for all our Rabbitohs members don't forget you can still get uh, a great feed through menu log oh fantastic little touch the other week at Leichhardt Oval after we, <laughs> we gave to the Tigers we got menu log delivered grabber yeah. it was magnificent great shout out to, to Brock there great job there so uh, that was quite tasty too. The food oh, food. that was very funny. And it got some great TV coverage too. <laughs> Speaking of Brock, can we get a high chair and get him on here one day? <laughs> we might have to get him on in the uh, in the hub. Yes. We yep. might do we might do that. Yeah, he he, yeah, he can yeah. be funny sometimes. Yeah, he's yeah, about right. as funny as a hernia, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be good to get him on. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just seeing another target, Shannon. That's what you're seeing. <laughs> well, we won't Take be able to get off. him on. We certainly won't be able to get him on Shannon's screen. That's for sure. The <laughs> <laughs> Hello, we, we said it's a sacrifice for you leaving your family, but in the background while we're recording, can you tell them to keep the party noise down? Or they seem to be celebrating. <laughs> Oh, excellent. Righto, gentlemen, we'll see you again next week, of course. As we said, the Top 4 Podcast brought to you by Audio Technica, proudly presented by the great people at What If, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Rabbitohs Top 4 Podcast, powered by Audio Technica and proudly presented by What If, official travel and pathways partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. 
support the club and visit whatif.com forward slash Rabbitohs to book your next trip. Don't forget to use the code Rabbitohs15 to get 15% off select hotels. Conditions apply. What if? It's Aussie for travel. Please leave us a five-star rating and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Up the Rabbitohs.